the importance of the unity of the cosmos and all of the energetic mass in, that we call uh, matter is a collective. We together form a unity that affects everything else. So whatever you do in your life, action, thought, word, it reverberates through the entire unity, the one. When I look at the television screen before me and see the city of Lviv, Ukraine burning right now, I recognize the truth that violence begets more violence. Violence begets more violence. And as this world spirals towards greater violence, as this world spirals towards greater conflagration of war, because that is the nature of man, I want you to think about the fact that your life makes a difference. That in this unity in which we live, this, this finitude, there is a source that is infinite. And this infinite source is seeking to guide us to fix this finitude. Now, there's a twofold purpose discussed in Judaism. Well, remember Christ was a Jew. He did everything a Jew is supposed to do. And he fully understood the unity. The Echad, the One. As someone who understood the One, he followed the twofold purpose of life. Tikkun HaOlam and Tikkun Nefesh. Now, tikkun means to repair, to fix. So, as we look at this unity that is breaking down all around us, Lord, give me the words, in the name of the Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Yud Melech HaValam, guide my words. We must seek against all odds, to repair this world. And that is tikkun haolam, the repair of the world. And then there is also tikkun nefesh, the repair of the soul. Now one cannot do one without the other. The repair of the soul, tikkun nefesh, must happen first. And in this unity, it is my hope and desire that as many people as possible will participate in Tikkun Nefesh. This is why the preaching of the gospel is so imperative. We have to spread the good news of Jesus Christ so that people will repent. So that people will repent. Change their lives. Now, that is what Tikkun Nefesh is. The repair of the soul is for someone to get right with God. And to repent, Teshuva, is to change, to turn back to God. So with repentance comes unity. 
And with unity, when someone is guided by the Holy Spirit, they can participate in tikkun olam, tikkun haolam, the repair of the world. But this world is filled with people that are currently not repaired. And when everyone is going their own way and following after liberal policies and liberality that was condemned by even Jesus himself when he talked about the Nicolaitans in the book of Revelation, the Nicolaitans were a libertine Christian group who claimed to follow Jesus Christ, but they themselves used it as an excuse for sin and liberality. So in this unity, we must have repentance. In this unity, we must have repair. Now I began with discussing the cosmos. And the reason is, it's all dependent on us. See, the way that the, the Lord created the cosmos is for humanity to be the pinnacle, the pinnacle of creation. This is the habitable planet. This is the planet teeming with life. This is the first step. We are the pinnacle of his creation. And the rest of the cosmos is subject to decay and death and finitude because of the fall because man can't live properly now this is clearly broken down in Romans chapter 8 and since it is my goal that people will repent turn have teshuva and come into that unity with God so that we can correct this earth, fix this earth, repair this earth, I will read, starting at verse 14 of chapter 8 of Romans, and finish with verse 28. All who are led by God's Spirit are God's sons. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to bring you back again into fear. On the contrary, you received the Spirit who makes us sons, and by whose power we cry out, Abba, that is, dear Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our own spirits that we are children of God. And if we are children then we are also heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with the Messiah, provided we are suffering with him in order also to be glorified with him. I don't think the sufferings we are going through now are even worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed to us in the future. The creation waits eagerly for the sons of God to be revealed, for the creation was made subject to frustration not willingly, but because of the one who subjected it. But it was given a reliable hope that it too 
would be set free from its bondage to decay and would enjoy the freedom accompanying the glory that God's children will have. We know that until now, the whole creation has been groaning as with the pains of childbirth. And not only it, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we continue waiting eagerly to be made sons, that is, to have our whole bodies redeemed and set free. It was in this hope that we were saved. But if we see what we hope for, it isn't hope, after all, who hopes for what he already sees. But if we continue hoping for something we don't see, then we still wait eagerly for it with perseverance. Similarly, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we don't know how to pray the way we should. But the Spirit himself pleads on our behalf with groanings too deep for words, and the one who searches hearts knows exactly what the Spirit is thinking, because his pleadings for God's people accord with God's will. Furthermore, we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called in accordance with his purpose. And I'll actually read 29 through 30 as well, because those whom he knew in advance, he also determined in advance would be conformed to the pattern of his son so that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he thus determined in advance, he also called. And those whom he called, he also caused to be considered righteous. And those whom he caused to be considered righteous, he also glorified. In the name of Jesus Christ. So we see the unity, the rules of the unity set before us, the rules of harmony set before us. the ingrained universal law of what it is to be turned from infinity to infinity, to be united with God the Father, to be united with the Creator. And when, when we come into harmony with Him, when we see the world the way He sees it, and we see our fellow man the way He desires for us to see our fellow man, hatred vanishes, Love becomes all-consuming, agape, self-sacrificing love, the love that causes people to go on mission trips, to go help poor people and live in destitution, uh, free from their material satisfaction that they had here in this country or in European countries or anywhere else. One minute remaining. And living uh, a sacrificial existence to really show love to those around them. How does that transformation occur? It simply, trans it simply takes place when someone's soul is repaired. It is the hope for every single person on this earth to view the world in God's way. God doesn't want anybody to live in disharmony. God wants us to be unified. Because in reality, scientifically, we are unified. Everything you do matters. And I'll close quickly by saying, God bless you. Please pursue unity. Please pursue repair. The cities don't all have to burn. The cities don't all have to burn.